Howdy Perry sisters and allies, Beth, Annie, Nat, and future guests are here to talk about how perimenopause is affecting our lives. We have more than likely been boozing, so if you're easily offended or you're looking for serious medical advice, you should see yourself out right now. What's behind these fits of rage? Decreased libido and dry vag stage. Why can't I focus on this fucking page? It's perimenopause. Welcome to Beth and Annie's Perimenopodcast. I am one of your hosts, Beth. I started perimenopause when I was 38 and I am now 46. Annie. Wow. Wow. I am Sister Annie. I'm 43, started perimenopause when I was 38, so five years. Nat? Hey, I missed you guys. (laughs) I'm 44. I'm 44. I have not had perimenopause, but I've been around it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And not just on this podcast. True. True. I mean, we're like collectively us and then the other people in our lives and our kids' lives are all about the same age, right? Yeah. So we're all kind of going through this together. Um, Annie and I are currently also inhaling our lunches. So if you hear smacking, (laughs) too bad. All the smacking and knocking around, I just want to say I'm not responsible for any of it. But Except for your mouse, I I can see you like fucking around with your mouse. Me? Yes. I don't even have a mouse. Oh, was that Annie? Somebody, is it me bumping the mouse? I could hear a mouse being bumped. I'm being slandered big time. And as the guy who does the audio, it's going to be my responsibility to clean all this grape nut chomping up on the audio track. <laughs> and whatever the hell Betsy eating. Uh, Yogurt. We record so infrequently that we're like, okay, now today we're going to do an update <laughs> on our lives. So we did talk about how I will, I can now come clean about my legal troubles. So back in December of last year, I was driving to pick up some takeout with my daughter, who is a permitted driver. So she is learning how to drive, right? This is important. So you Uh, want to set a good example. Exactly. I'm on this one-way street where people can park, parallel park on both sides of the street. I have driven this our vehicle for a very long time. I can parallel park it to the left and the right. I'm really good at parking that thing. I had my blinker on, was gonna back in. This guy came up right behind me so that I couldn't have that spot so that he could have that spot. So I was mad, was like, fine. And then I drove forward, saw a spot up and to the right that I could just like pull into, started to pull into it crunch so i thought crap my daughter looks at me and says mom what do you do now normally i would have just driven away (laughs) as fast (laughs) as i could but because i wanted to set a good example i was like well i'm gonna park i'll go grab our food and then i'm gonna leave a note on this vehicle i went in got the food and left a note on the vehicle. Went home, was hoping to not have to divulge. There was no damage to our car whatsoever. And the front bumper of the other car was dented, like caved in. Sure. So it wasn't significant damage. It was something that like, if I were the person of the other car, I would just like get a hammer and or my hand and bump it back out, 
It was a very, very nice luxury car. Came home hoping to not even have to ever discuss it with my husband. The first thing my daughter said was, mom sideswiped a car. I'm like, God damn it. But I told Didn't you, did husband, you mention to her on the way home? Hey, don't say I know. I them. don't ever tell our kids to not like to withhold information or to lie to their other parent. Right. To, to uh, my that's, husband that's good. But, but I mean, like I would have bet any amount of money that she would have mentioned it with you not saying anything, but still like, <laughs> yeah. So we have dinner and I, I told my husband, I was like, I left a note, right. We have dinner after dinner we're watching tv there's a loud bang on the door i <laughs> i open it there is a local police officer at the front door now this happened like several towns over because where i live the towns are pretty close together back in like the 1800s you could do something a couple towns over and just like no one would ever find out about no, it. no i mean you could be, murder it'd be, people. be like it happened right. in china yeah. or something i mean right. that's like you can murder people across state lines and it's hard for them like if you're a serial killer just fyi right. like do it over multiple state lines and they're gonna have trouble connecting the dots oh i know especially like if you don't have a weird <laughs> mo if you have like a really weird mo then they're gonna be like oh my god this person right like spooned out the eyeballs uh, <laughs> just for example <laughs> for example so the police officer he was like do you know why i'm here i said yes so he was he was so kind he was so nice to me so then i asked him like okay <clears throat> i i confessed right away i was like yes i did this i left enough <laughs> um and he was like okay well this other town's i'm sorry the responding officer is going to to give you a call and i was like okay so in the meantime i go back into the house Offense was leaving the scene of property damage. That's what it, it wasn't a, even called like a hit and run. It was leaving the scene of property damage. So I go online and I start researching what the penalties are where I live. If you have really fucked up um, or they want to make a real example of you, you could go to jail for two years. And I completely shame spiraled. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I lost it. I was convinced I was going to jail for two years. Like, how are the kids going to get to school? How am I, can I keep doing my job like fully online? Will they let me do that? Like, do I, do I call out sick or go on family leave for two years? Like what's going to happen? As I'm shame spiraling, <laughs> I get this text from officer Sampson hmm. saying, Hey, I understand you were involved in a in an incident tonight in our town. And I was like, yes, I was. Um, and I'm not proud of myself. We have officers on their way to your house. It seemed weird that they were texting me. And I was like, you know, I'm happy to speak over the phone if that would be better. And then they were like, no, no, we have officers on their way to their house. But um, in the meantime, it might help if you gave your husband a BJ. <laughs> I was like, I screamed like scream because I was, you know, like close to having you were shame spiraling, shame right. spiraling. So and pan like shame spiral panic. Like I have never felt this horrible in my entire life. That scared. What an asshole. So I screamed, fuck you. Right. I hear my husband downstairs laughing hysterically. And then trying to, like, he comes to the bottom of the stairs and he's laughing so hard that he, like, is doubled over, like, Man. gripping the railing. He can't even compose himself. Um, it's so pretty funny. Help lighten the mood a little bit. I will say when I told my wife this story 
And then I, I included that part. I never know how something like that's going to land with my wife. Mm-hmm. And she thought it was hilarious. I mean, it, <laughs> at the time, it was not funny. It, but it, it, but it is funny. And then I remembered. I was like, oh my god, who, like, who can advise me? Who, who do I talk to? I do have a friend who is in law enforcement. So I start texting him, and I'm telling him like the details. And I was like, and I left a note and he was like, oh, okay, well, that's good. I said, but this is what the note said. And his response was, oh, oh no. (laughs) So because I, you know, and I, as I'm like writing the note, I'm like, there might be cameras here, right? But what, what's the likelihood there are going to be cameras here? Cameras are everywhere. I, and that's what my husband, he was like, there are cameras everywhere. What were you thinking? So the note said, cause in my head, right? Like, and upon reflection, it was near Christmas time. So I'm like near Christmas time, near the end of a semester and where I work, that's crunch time. I was starving, right? Like mm. listening to car seat headrest, which is, I mean, no offense, car seat headrest. I'm sure you're great, but not my jam my teenager's jam and I didn't like it. So it was, I was just like on edge when this incident happened, right? It was a very high-end luxury vehicle near a very she-she private college. And I'm imagining the person driving it, their name is Blaine and they have a popped collar and they're a total douche. So I wrote on the Did you ever confirm that? Like after the fact? I know who it was. Um, Are they a douchebag? The total opposite? No. It's like a middle-aged professional woman Mm. who was just trying to have a nice dinner. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, but as I'm envisioning Blaine, right? I'm envisioning Blaine. What a little asshole, like, owns this car. What What a dick. I would have just driven off, right? I have my daughter in the car with me. So I write the note and it says, hello, I apologize, but it looks like you can afford to cover, or it looks like you have the funds to cover the cost. And that's what I left on the car. Now some very good Samaritan in the coffee shop (laughs) next door took a picture of my vehicle. There are no cameras. There are no cameras in that area. It but was, there are because everybody I has know, a camera. Right? So what it I I so want to go to that coffee shop. Um anyway, now and no. find out who adding that insult was. to injury. Adding insult to injury. I now have clear understanding of the legal system where I live for misdemeanors at least, right? Like I got a behind the scenes tour. Luckily, you know, I am not a violent person. I have no priors. So the case was dismissed. Just, That's a relief. Annie, can you top that? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew you'd be fine because you're a bougie white woman. So At no point did I, right? I ever like, think I, you were going to get That's what everybody kept telling trouble. me. Like, you're a middle-aged white woman who, and I totally own the, my privilege, right, in this yeah. situation. Like, I knew and I was using like i was going to use that privilege if i didn't you tell me you gave like gift cards to like cops i did well and that wasn't that wasn't even um because i knew that thank you cards well i did and it wasn't to like buy right like buy them it was because i i was 
so surprised, like pleasantly surprised by how, well, and yes, I'm a bougie white woman who felt terrible. Like I went, I went the next day. So my friend who's in law enforcement was like, tomorrow you need to go to that police department and like file a report on your own. Right. And so I did it the next day. And the officer I spoke to there was, you know, how like when you're controlling your emotions until someone shows you compassion and then you just lose it. Like that's, that's how she, she was so compassionate and understanding people make mistakes ma'am like it's it's covid it's the holidays things are rough for everybody so i got a little teary i didn't like ugly cry but i did get a little teary-eyed and was like oh my god thank you for understanding (laughs) so i sent like i sent her i was like she definitely is getting a thank you card from me so i bought like dunkin donuts gift cards right and i sent her a little thank you and the I spoke to her and then I had to go in a second time to that police department. I can't remember why. And the, I spoke to the same dispatcher both times. And she, like, she recognized me the second time. She, like, chatted with me. She was so nice to me. I sent her one. You brought, like, cash bribes both times you went to the police department. I, listen, these people were not going to have to show up to my hearing. So I was not bribing them. It I doesn't hurt to grease the wheels a little you. bit, though. It's so impossible. Uh, objectively, now, what you're saying is I really did. Funny. I did also yeah. send the responding officer a thank you card only because I didn't want him to feel left out for not like, hey, I'm the one who had to deal with this shit, this bullshit and write the report and everything and talk to her on the phone and be like, yeah, but the note you left was so snarky. I wonder what percentage of people when they commit a misdemeanor or something end up writing cards to the police <laughs> you're you're like a one-tenth of one percenter in a wonderful way thanks that's really you're nice welcome. of you uh, i also sent one to the police officer who showed up at our house because he was also really nice to everyone was so nice they were so nice to me what'd you give officer sampson Fuck him. <laughs> what an asshole. You, you, you he didn't get him. a BJ for several months. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's 3 a.m. and I cannot sleep. I'm tired and hot and trying not to weep. Why did he buy that fucking Jeep? It's perimenopause.